I can't hear. Good afternoon, Eastern Washington and fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State, brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries and the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news. It's not about right or left. It's about right and wrong, about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ, about not ending in prayer, but moving to action. And it's also about the gospel of the kingdom, Zechariah 2.5. But I, declares the Lord, will be a wall of fire to her on all sides, and I will be the glory in her midst. Amen. And I want to just mention one thing today. God has given us the ability to speak out. Because when we speak truth, and when we speak his word that does not return void, and so, of course, there's going to be people out there that are going to try to censor. And we have recently been seeing attempts to censor Patriot Radio. So, if you want to view Patriot Radio, you want to support us, you want to make sure to get the word out, please subscribe to our Telegram channel. Go to Rumble and subscribe there as well. And you can follow us on a host of other real social media outlets so that we don't have to worry about being censored and the truth having a muzzle. And we're going to be talking about muzzles a little bit later in the show today as it looks like a pandemic might be coming back. Yeah, well, it's interesting that back in 2019, right about this time, November, December, that the first signs of COVID began to emerge, rolling into the spring and ultimately a lockdown of an entire country and a lockdown of the world. So our guest today, Dr. James Thorpe, is going to be talking about this and what you can do to be prepared if they try this again. Well, that brings us to a little bit of humor today because, well, when we're talking about these things, I think sometimes we forget that light also comes in the form of humor. And if you didn't see the sermon on Sunday, please check it out at On Fire Ministries, uh, spokaneonfire.church. But today, light is humor. In fact, it might be a light, buttery, flaky crust. Roll the clip, Travis. Can you say baked in a buttery, flaky crust? Baked in a buttery finger plast. Baked in a buttery finger plast. Finger plast. <laughs> Baked. Baked. In a buttery flaky crust. Baked in a buttery finger flaky plast. Flinger plast. But nay, let me say it. Wait, wait, wait. Baked in a buttery finger plast. Fling, fling, flaky plast. Baked in a buttery flaky crust. Ah, flaky. Baked in a buttery fling, flaky plast. Yes. No. Blake. <laughs> Blake. Bake in a buckety flangy plast. Blake. I hope that your Thanksgiving had a buttery flaky crust. I really do. And that brings us now to one of the coolest pictures. I'm sorry for everybody listening on the radio right now. You're not going to be able to see this. So you're going to have to check us out online. But I... Many of you have never seen this before. It's, it's a, a phenomenon in nature called a firefall. 
where the sun hits a waterfall just at the right angle. And it looks like cascading fire. Look at that. That is the majesty of creation made by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can't think of a better symbol of on-fire ministries than a firefall like that. Amen. And that brings us next to your good versus evil segment. We're going to be talking quite a bit about the pandemic and probably future pandemics that might be tried. And it's important to remember, to, to take from the past that memorial stone, remember this, and that the communists and the socialists in this country, a.k.a. the Democrat Party and others, Believe that they know better than you do how to live your life and that you should be locked down regardless of the efficacy of that and, and make you wear muzzles regardless, again, of the efficacy of that. Because clearly, now I'm going to stop for a second. I studied nuclear, biological, and chemical warfare in the United States military. It was an additional duty assigned to me when I was a platoon leader and then later as a commander. A mask, one of these masks that they wanted you to wear, the holes at the microscopic level are so big, it's like a chain-link fence trying to stop a mosquito saying that that's going to protect you against COVID. It just isn't true. And I can speak on that authoritatively because I was trained in that. And so most of us that were trained in those kind of things understood that it was a farce to wear masks. Well. They went a step further than just the muzzles, as I mentioned. They also wanted to lock people down. And people were saying, oh, the Chinese response. Well, that, that's the response we need to follow. The Chinese are doing a great job of dealing with COVID. Well, let's go ahead and hear the results of that. And bring back to your memory an apartment complex locked down in China and how the people there felt about it. Now, this video showing people being chased down and now screaming coming from an apartment complex, actually multiple apartment complexes in China. How about no thanks, Orwell? I'll keep my freedom. And that is why we are so passionate about a biblical worldview here on Patriot Radio, because a biblical worldview is what brought about the birth of freedom. And it's not just us that believes that. Actually, the Chinese believe that. You can read this in the book Jesus in Beijing by David Aikman. The Chinese actually studied what made America great, and they said, it wasn't your military, it wasn't your economy, it wasn't your political system, it was your religion, Christianity, that has made America great. Even the Chinese recognize what makes America great, and so should we. Now, we are still working on getting a video out, and I want to just follow up on this. We didn't get it out as soon as we wanted to. We are going to have a video segment out regarding the Kennedy assassination on the 60th anniversary here, and... 
We're going to put that out here soon. It is probably the most impactful uh, video set I've seen, but also very clearly, it shows the grassy knoll at the moment the shot was fired. It's called the Nix footage, and there, there's some other parts of it as well. But what was so fascinating to me is it actually acknowledges that there was an ambush position a mile and a half down the road in case that position failed to assassinate the president. Uh, there are many questions coming forward about this, but the, the best explanations are the simplest. And the simplest is it may not just have been the CIA, it might have been the CIA and the KGB and the mafia all together so they could point the finger at each other and never really getting to the bottom of who did it. Ultimately behind it, as Alex Newman said, the deep state. And we're going to be talking about this a little bit later in a future show, but we will get that out soon. And I encourage you to share it with your friends and family when we do. That brings us now to your daily intelligence briefing coming to us from the globalists. Good gracious. AI industrial robots. Humanoids. Elon Musk is in a race with China to see who will lead the world in the mass production of humanoid robots. There it is. Powered by AI, they will be super capable to step into roles like caregiver, nanny, medical assistance, robocop, paralegal, sex surrogate, and more. Oh, yuck. The world's great powers are in a race to create a powerful new species of humans that are not human at all. China has published plans to mass-produce humanoid robots by 2025 as Western companies, including Elon Musk's Tesla, race to produce their own, the Daily Mail reports. At some point, there needs to be answered the question of what it means to be human. And the best answer to that question comes from the Holy Bible. And that brings us to the next thing on the globalist front. Now, I don't know about you, but this whole push to uh, eat bugs makes me want to eat steak more, actually. I, I, I go out of my way now to eat more meat uh, because I see stuff like this. The world's most developed nations will be told to curb their excessive appetite for meat as part of the first comprehensive plan to bring the global agrified or agri-food industry into line with the Paris Climate Agreement because, according to them, 31% of greenhouse gases come from livestock and fisheries. I'm, I'm going to just weigh in here directly. CO2 is plant food. When you have more CO2, you actually have more plants. Actually, they're greener too. And the fossil record supports the fact that at the beginning of creation, there was a greenhouse effect here on the earth. So if that's the case, it actually is a good thing to have more CO2 because plants are eating the CO2, and, well, my favorite things, cattle are eating the plants, and then I eat the cattle, and it's a fantastic cycle. I love it. So, more filet mignon, uh, more ribeye, uh, more New York, more top sirloin, and less climate hoax. Amen. That brings us now to the China front. 
In a Thursday news release, the World Health Organization requested information from Beijing about a sudden spike in respiratory illness in children across the country. Oh, no. Again? Seriously? Are we going to do this again? In a press release, WHO said it had requested additional epidemiological and clinical information, as well as laboratory results with those reported clusters among children. Then it says at the bottom of this, Chinese state media reported that the number of patients at Beijing's Children's Hospital had topped 7,000 per day, which is beyond the hospital's capacity to treat. Chinese authorities have said the outbreak is related to known diseases. Somehow I don't feel super comfortable with that Chinese statement. I hope uh, some competent heads prevail. But either way, we're going to talk about what to do if the government acts in an unconstitutional manner again. And by the way, I can say that conclusively because the United States Supreme Court has ruled multiple times against closing down uh, for everything, closing down of churches, discrimination against Christians, all these kind of things that happened during COVID. There is a certain uh, political science doctrine. It's called Irish democracy, and it's literally the term of it. And it's the idea that when the government's doing something that is clearly wrong, that you just don't comply. And this was carried over in the civil rights movement and in other places. And I think that people are really waking up to the fact that there are some things going on right now that just don't make any sense. And it's actually more about power and control than it is about anybody's safety. That brings us next to open source intelligence. The White House has announced the Biden administration will invoke a Cold War era measure to boost medical supplies that are important for national defense. Wonder what those medical supplies could pertain to. It will also focus on medical countermeasures. It sounds like vaccines to me, such as supplies and equipment that diagnose, prevent or treat disease or injury related to chemical, biological, radiological or nuclear attacks. Sounds like they're gearing up for something, Travis, doesn't it? It really does. And that brings us next on open source intelligence to China's large Yulin naval base in South China is continuing to grow per satellite images. At least one new key has been constructed along with new dry docks and piers. Some of the construction appears to be virtually doubling the size of the facilities. I thought the Chinese weren't going to invade Taiwan. I said they, I thought they said that they were. And then we see this. Don't listen to a communist's words. Listen to their actions. That brings us next to Indo-Pak news. Japan and Vietnam agree to deepen security cooperation. Prime Minister of uh, Japan and the Prime Minister of Vietnam agreed Monday to deepen maritime security cooperation between the two nations in the face of China's growing military assertiveness in the Asia-Pacific region. This is very interesting that people now, that traditionally you wouldn't think would come together, actually are coming together. And they confirmed they will continue to prepare for the success of a special summit involving the Association of Southeast Asian Nations leaders that Japan will host next month to mark 50 years of their friendship and cooperation. The buildup continues. And that brings us next on Open Source Intelligence to North Korea. Today, North Korea warned that it would continue to launch satellites and increase its border uh, fortifications. Several previously destroyed border 
posts along the DMC are being rebuilt. Pyongyang said these actions represented its sovereign rights and are legal and a just way to exercise those rights. State-owned media outlet also said the satellite launch that was last week that the North Koreans did uh, was to monitor, monitor serious military action by the U.S. and its followers. So again, every nation over there seems to be arming up right now, which brings us lastly on the China front to Indopac News article on China confronts U.S. warship as tensions grow over Flashpoint and, quote, drove it away. China's military said it had driven away a U.S. warship from, its, uh, from waters it claims in the South China Sea and accused the United States of being the biggest destroyer of peace and stability in the region. So, so wait a minute. So you came in to bully somebody and chase them away in international waters. Yeah, right. Okay, the incident highlighted the tensions in the Flashpoint region and was the first such confrontation since Chinese President Xi Jinping and U.S. President Joe Biden met on the sidelines at the Asia-Pacific Summit in San Francisco. Let me tell you something very quickly about that. The communists aren't going to abide by their word. They're just buying time to grow more and more powerful. So let's not fall for it. And this is happening all over the world in different regions. We're going to get to those here in a second. Let's not fall for that. The Chinese are our mortal enemy. Peace through strength. And General Charles Flynn seems to understand that. And I hope he continues down the path that he has started so far. And that brings us now to the Middle East front. Images from World Net Daily. Get his head straight. Ex-Israeli operative says Biden falling for Hamas psychological warfare. President is being completely manipulated right now. Is, is that a news flash? I, probably not, not just on this issue. Former Israeli counterterrorism operative Aaron Cohen said President Joe Biden has been completely manipulated by psychological warfare from Hamas. Israel agreed to extend its ceasefire with the radical terrorist group. By two days, Hamas took the hostages on October 7th. But now what's happening is they're saying the release of all of the rest of the hostages could be contingent on a complete ceasefire. Which brings us to the next article from OSINT Defender, the Israeli Minister of National Security and leader of one of their uh, faction parties, stated that he and at least six members of the Knesset will leave the coalition government if any kind of permanent ceasefire is agreed upon with Hamas. Further stating that Hamas must be totally eliminated if the Black Sabbath disaster is to not happen again, which makes sense if you're Israel. Look, 1,400 years of attacking the West. And you go back and read the primary source documents, Christian primary source documents and Muslim primary source documents, and you see what Hamas did on October 7th, and it provides very crystal clear moral clarity that they're just doing what they've always done. And so the idea here that Israel can have a ceasefire with these people is absolutely ludicrous. Hamas is bent on the destruction of Israel, and all they're going to do is keep buying time to build up and try to destroy them again. Simple as that. So these guys understand it. I think it's very unlikely that there is going to be a ceasefire agreement. I would actually be a little bit surprised about that because it seems like the Israeli people right now, at least, are very unified. That brings us next to 
On OSINT Defender, the Israeli Defense Force has stated that explosions and gunfire were reported last night in northern Gaza were the result of a coordinated attack against IDF troops at two locations, which was a clear violation of the truce agreement. Once again, Hamas not keeping its word. Well, that brings us now to the Russia-Ukraine front. And I want to take note of a, a special uh, event. 1932 to 1933, it's called Holodomor, the Great Starvation. Joseph Stalin starved, according to some estimates, millions of Ukrainians. Literally locked the grain up into storehouses, put soldiers in front of it so that they couldn't eat that year. Well, why am I bringing up Holodomor? Because that really galvanized the Ukrainian people as a people. And so there's people, there's... Uh, pundits out there, excuse me, that are, are trying to argue that Ukraine somehow is not a, a people group. Well, Holodomor was very clearly targeted at them, and it galvanized them as a people. But there's a bigger point here. What the communists tried to do then, they very likely are going to try to do again in the future. And every communist regime tries to use food, or at least the lack thereof, as a weapon, which is one of the reasons we've advocated on Patriot Radio for over a decade that you all should be prepared one year, two years would be fantastic to have enough food, not just for you, but your friends and family, especially those who are not thinking right now and are not prepared. Because communists always try to head in this direction. It's interesting, it sounds kind of like the Bible, plague, famine. Well, we know whose strategy that is. That is the enemy's, that is Satan's strategy. And we also know that God gives us warnings ahead of time, just like he did to Joseph, to be ready for those times and to come through those times in abundance and as a blessing. Now, that brings us to Visegrad 24. Finland announces it is closing all 1,300 kilometers of its border with Russia. It is done uh, trying to stop Putin's attempt at weaponizing migration as a tool of hybrid warfare. Interesting, Russia has been pushing illegal uh, migrants from Somalia, Syria, and Iraq toward the border for weeks. Interesting how they tried to do this in Poland, now they're trying to do it in Finland. Guess who's coming across the border of the United States in the south right now? Pay attention, everybody. That brings us next to open source intelligence. Very interesting. When you can't get at the man, they try to go after his family, the Russians. The wife of Ukraine's spy chief has been poisoned and is undergoing treatment in a hospital. Mariana Budinova is the wife of uh, Kirillo Budinov, who leads the Ukrainian intelligence agency, GUR. Spokesman for GUR actually confirmed that the poisoning had occurred. Uh, her condition has not been revealed publicly, but members of her staff were poisoned as well after a meal that they ate together. And people are trying to defend Vladimir Putin. Seems like these kind of things are commonplace, consistent patterns of behavior. That brings us next on open source intelligence to Lithuania's intelligence agency, the VSD. 
has seen historic activity levels by Belarus's KGB in recent weeks. And they have said that these increased levels uh, have included uh, many recent bomb threats against schools, airports, a nuclear power plant, and other institutions, part of information operations aimed at creating uncertainty and fear and demoralizing the population. I added that last part about demoralization because that is part of the communist strategy to demoralize and destabilize and bring things to a flashpoint. Which brings us now to Ireland. Coming to us from Andy No. A source who witnessed the rioting in Dublin, Ireland, sent this to me. He said, many Irish people have had enough of the violence, sex crimes, and housing issues caused by migrants and the revelation that an immigrant suspect allegedly was responsible for the mass stabbing attack on children in the city center was a breaking point. Those uh, riots and protests have continued in Ireland. It looks like the Irish people are waking up. That brings us next to Argentina. Argentina's president-elect, Javier Malay, says he will close the country's central bank. I want everybody to hear what I just said. He says he will close the country's central bank. This is an issue core to his platform. Quote, the closing of the central bank is non-negotiable, end quote. Wow. It's going to be interesting to see if he's able to follow through on that and what comes against him to try to stop it. Let's be praying for Javier Malay in Argentina. And that brings us now to the national front. Coming to us from the New American. We, all right, we have talked about this several times, but I just want to highlight that a lot of these communists are tied into some really bad stuff. Quote, vice contributor sentenced for distributing child rape porn and the attempted rape of a nine-year-old. I'm sorry that's graphic, folks, but that's the headline. This person was a contributor to Vice. Now, if you don't know Vice, Vice was um, and has attacked yours truly, along with General Flynn and others, um, in recent years for standing up for freedom and liberty, uh, and and is not known as the most accurate publication, putting it nicely. What I, what I want to highlight here, though, is this, that if you give yourself over to lying and smearing and that kind of evil, what other evil are you capable of? Well, it looks like in this particular case, the answer is child porn. That brings us next to General Michael Flynn. You keep fighting... Liz Crokin, these demons are coming home to roost. They know their time is near. Referring to a post that she did on Twitter a year ago, ABC News mocked and slandered me for giving a speech exposing Pizzagate and Mar-a-Lago. ABC News reporter who debunked Pizzagate. Now, if you don't know what Pizzagate was, that was the uh, using of words or revolving around pizza and symbols related to child trafficking. Now, this ABC News reporter who debunked Pizzagate faces life in prison for, oh no, child rape. And so Liz Crokin was like, you guys did this, but look at who debunked. Something might be to this. And I think that that brings up a ton of different questions. Now, that brings us to 
a prophetic incident that looks like it happened in Washington, D.C. from OSINT Defender, the National Christmas Tree. And Travis, if we could bring that up, I think this is a powerful picture. The National Christmas Tree in front of the White House in Washington, D.C. has fallen. Everyone, over this holiday season, let's be praying for our country. And now coming to us from Gateway Pundit, U.S. Navy medical officer exposes Defense Department data showing alarming increase in heart-related issues among pilots following COVID-19 vaccinations. Myocarditis up 151%, heart failure by 973%. Uh, numerous studies from health provi- uh, professionals revealing startling findings that the COVID-19 vaccines are linked to rapid onset of heart-related problems in individuals across all age groups. Well, this raises some very clear and serious questions, and we're going to ask those of our guest here in a couple of minutes. Now, coming to us from Epoch Times Health, adverse events from COVID vaccination more likely with a prior COVID infection. People who have moderate to severe COVID-19 prior to vaccination may have increased retro, oh my, I'm sorry, reactogenicity to COVID-19 vaccines, according to a Canadian study. Bottom line is that prior to, prior to this whole nonsense about the vaccines being safe and effective, adverse events now are clearly showing there is an issue that needs to be investigated, questions that need to be asked, not just this study. Adverse events are one of the clearest indicators. And and they've been used in healthcare for years to evaluate the efficacy of not just vaccinations, but just drugs in general. All pharmaceuticals. So to see this kind of thing come out yet again, we need to be asking the hard questions. And more importantly, our representatives in government need to be asking the hard questions. And those who have been commissioned and put into positions of the public trust as health officers also need to be asking these questions instead of going along to get along. This is gaining more momentum as more evidence is coming out here. And I think it's fair to ask these questions 100%. So with that said, if you have not heard of the vaccine adverse event uh, database, this is was supposed to be and is supposed to be a clear reporting mechanism, unbiased, to prevent the harm of the population from drugs that might, might have uh, effects that weren't anticipated, vaccines that have effects that aren't anticipated. And so the fact is that And according to this, I'm just going to read this from Epoch Times Health. Among 684,998 vaccinated participants included in the analysis, 369,406 received Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, 201,314 received Moderna, and 113,127 received AstraZeneca's viral vector vaccine. There were 18,127 individuals who reported previous Laboratory confirmed COVID infection two to six months before receiving the first 
vaccine dose. So again, the, the numbers here are not lying. According to the study, individuals previously infected with SARS-CoV-2 are more likely to experience an adverse event the week following vaccination, regardless of the vaccine type, that interfered with daily activities, school and work, or required emergency department visits or hospitalization. Shouldn't that raise questions? Shouldn't we be allowed to say, hey, what's wrong there? Show us why that's happening. Let's investigate and, and get to the bottom and discover the truth. But for us, just mere mention of COVID-19 and suddenly people are getting censored. Why? Why would you have to censor somebody for asking a legitimate question based on the numbers and the evidence? Why? Unless, unless there might be something that people are trying to hide. What's the other explanation? You know, a lot of times we don't ask the right question. We ask the wrong question. Uh, even in Christianity, like, you know, should I tithe on the gross or the net, right? That's the wrong question. We, we, we don't ask the right question. And because we don't ask the right questions, we don't get the truth out. And now we've got people asking the right questions. Explain these numbers, how that is possible across all three vaccines, how that's possible, and especially that since the, the adverse events are related to heart issues. So you don't, you don't have like a wildly differing or varying thing that, that raises questions. And we need to ask more questions, but we need to ask the right questions going forward. And I hope here at Patriot Radio, as you listen to this broadcast across all of eastern Washington, north Idaho, and western Montana, you start asking the right questions, and especially of those who represent you in government. Amen and amen. Now, I want to end uh, the intelligence briefing today with talking about the issue of light as a Christian, being the light. We sing this song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm going to let it shine. We, we sing this song, right? Do we actually believe this? Are we, do we believe that this is true? Well, what is the light? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. And we're going to go now to Revelation. And Revelation talks about a little snippet of this that I want to really hone in on and, and encourage everyone listening to Patriot Radio today to take stock of and be accountable for. In Revelation 12, 11, it says something very profound and very interesting. And I'm going to tie this together here in a second. It says, and they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. the light that shines through us is our testimony. 
And what's really fascinating is that God writes his story. <laughs> and each one of us, each one of us, we have a testimony that he wrote specific, individual, unique to us and for us, but also for those people around us. And if we grasp this concept that he is writing a story, not just for us, but he's writing a story through us that we're supposed to speak out, it just radically changes everything. And it says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, which means, yes, you can be saved. Yes, you can be saved. But you also have a responsibility, a duty to share your testimony. And as I was preaching on Sunday, it just really felt strongly that part of this idea is that my testimony might be the key to unlock a struggle in somebody else's life so that they can suddenly find victory and, and walk in freedom. That my testimony might actually be the thing that person has been waiting for to get unstuck from the things that have been holding them back. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a couple other things here, and I'm going to go through this. We're waiting for our guest right now, and I hope we're able to get him on, uh, especially after the holidays. Sometimes this stuff happens, but we're going to try to get him on here quickly. Isaiah 59, 20 reads this way. A redeemer will come to Zion and, and to those in Jacob who turn from wrongdoing, declares the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your offspring, nor from the mouth of your offspring's offspring, says the Lord, from now and forever. Now, first of all, to understand this, Ephesians 1.13 says that the Holy Spirit of the promise is the first installment of our inheritance. Now, first installment means there's other installments, right? And I want, I want everybody to pay attention to this, that we have different installments also of our testimony. As we go through life, there are two sources of anointing, intimacy with the Lord and trial by fire. So this is, especially for the Jacob generation, the younger generation, that's why the Abraham generation has wisdom. They have an anointing for wisdom because they have an anointing that has come because they've gone through more stuff than you have. Trial by fire, but it brings an anointing to speak wisdom into these situations. And I, just what's fascinating to me is all of this is surrounding the inheritance. All of this surrounds the fact that God is writing a story. And I love people that say history is his story. It is his story. And so there are some out there who teach in the church that you cannot have a vision from the Lord that you cannot have a, a dream of any kind of meaning from the Lord. And this has always been a little shocking to me that you can't be shown by the Lord 
what you're supposed to write down, what you're supposed to testify to. Somebody recently was relating a story where they were talking about seeing in the Spirit that, and that's what it is, seeing what God has to say to you in Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4, that they were asking the question, where is that in the Bible? And my response to a question like that is very simple. It is the Bible. The entire Bible was seen first and then written down. And when God speaks to us, the the personal application in our lives, and we write it down, Habakkuk says that the vision runs. And to kind of go into this a little bit further, when we shine our light, in other words, we give our testimony, we are speaking out something that is helping to write the story, not just for us, but someone else in our life that can change them. Some of you this year know that that we have gone through a, a significant uh, hardship with the passing of my father. And it was not easy to walk through that. But now I have friends of mine that are having to walk through the same thing. And I'm able to testify and speak comfort and, and, and help build them up in that time and be with them and stand with them in that time. And that testimony is is not just, again, for my story. It's, it's also for other people's story. That's why God is saying in the next verse after this, in Isaiah 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness of people, but the Lord will rise, and that word rise means break out upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Raise your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. So as we speak our testimony, that light is shining. Kings, princes come to us to hear that testimony, which might be the key not just to unlock you, might not be just the key to unlock a friend or family member. It might be the key to unlock a nation. Through the leaders, through, uh, or a community like Spokane, through the leaders. Revelation 19.10 says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And the fact is, when Jesus testifies through each one of us, that is a spirit of prophecy. It's, it's not just for now, it's also for the future. And that's why in Matthew 5.14, Jesus himself said this, You are the light of the world a city. And it's interesting, this is a specific reference to Luke 17, 17, that when you have a mina, and this is the parable of the mina, is also similar to the parable of the talents. You have something given to you. In other words, you have your testimony is given to you. And yes, you may have gone through hardship. Yes, you may have gone through a hard time. You've got a testimony now. And it's been given to you. You're not supposed to bury it in the ground 
You're supposed to speak it out so the testimony multiplies and other people come through hardship and now they have a testimony. And so at the end of it, it says that when you have that testimony that's spoken out and you give it, Jesus said, I will give you 10 cities. So this one, it says, you are the light of the world, a city. It's talking about the responsibility that's given more and more and more to you as you share your testimony. It says a city set on a hill, and a hill or a mountain in Scripture is a, is a kingdom. Cannot be hidden. In other words, we are set on the kingdom of God on that hilltop. And, and if you're set on the kingdom, you cannot be hidden. That light cannot be hidden. You can't help but share your testimony. You can't sh- help but share the goodness of God, how he's transformed your life, how he, is, how he has delivered you from the shackles of oppression. He has healed you. He has reconciled you with family members. He has saved you from the pit of hell. You can't help but share it when you're set on that hill. And it says, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. I love this. But on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. I want to talk about this quickly. That basket in the original language, uh, a peck measure basket or a bushel basket, actually was a basket for measuring grain. And grain in the scripture being sowed is the word of God or the testimony. And what happens, especially in in a religious, not a relational system, but a religious system, that amount of testimony, that amount of the word of God that he wants to speak through you. When you read his scripture and he says, I want to speak that through you. Where you come through something in life, I want to testify about that through you. A religious system will put that in a basket and say you can say that, but no more. It will bound you in there. And what Jesus is saying is, take that basket off and let your light shine. Because your light is going to shine farther than you think it is. It's going to shine Initially, to all who are in your house. That's what the scripture says. And it says, your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You are going to shine your light first in your house. And then when it's impacted your house, your light is going to impact the community. Then when it's impacted the community, it's going to impact the nation. And when it's impacted the nation, it's going to impact the world. And God has given each one of us a testimony that will impact the world. But we have to take that basket of religion off and be in direct relationship with Jesus and let that light shine without boundary. Like, oh, you can only share it here. Oh, you can't tell it to that person. Oh, who's going to listen to you there? No, God says, I'm going to put my word in your mouth. I'm going to put a testimony in your mouth. Let your light shine for all people to see. And then, when they've seen, they've heard your testimony, they also see your works which follow it up. 
so they glorify God in heaven. I don't know about you, but that that kind of stuff gets me fired up. When we are ignited for the cause of Christ, the world can't help but change. And it continues, Isaiah 60, verse 4. Your sons will come from afar and your daughters will be carried on the hip. Then you will see and be radiant. And that, that word in the Hebrew, Nahar, flow, stream, sparkle, be cheerful. And your heart will grow wide and rejoice because the abundance of the sea. Now that word in the Hebrew means the roar of the crowd, literally. The abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The roar of the crowd will be turned to you when you're testifying. Because it's impacting them. It's changing the world. The wealth, and that means not just riches, but also military strength, of the nations will come to you. When you're operating in that alignment with Jesus, testifying to his word, and speaking his word out of your mouth, and testifying about what he has done in your life, provision, hear this, provision follows that too. That's incredible. And so, at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, it's called the Great Day, this is the seventh day of the Feast of Tabernacles, there is a, an argument about whether the eighth day, Shemini Astoret, is, is part of the Feast of Tabernacles, but this, the seventh day, the Great Day. On that day, at night, so when it's darkest, the priests would go into the courtyard of the women, Okay. So this is just outside of the court where the sacrifices would happen, where the rabbis would stand and the, the court of the Israelites was, where Jesus spent a lot of time discussing matters with them. Outside of that, in the court of the women, now this is where the widow came and put her minas in there, okay? Or mites, excuse me. Put her mites in there. Jesus was watching in the court of the women. It's also what was called the treasury. Okay, so in that court, the priests would set up four gigantic candlesticks, 75 feet tall. They would fill them, the, the bowls on the top with oil, and then at the darkest point they, in the night there, on that great day, that seventh day, and now remember, a... Jewish day starts at dusk and then goes all the way to the next dusk, okay? So at that night, they would light those things on fire and it would illuminate all of Jerusalem. And so the next morning, Jesus is there and he says this, then Jesus again spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. He also says in Psalm 119.22, take disgrace and contempt from me, for I comply. Hear this right now. I comply with your testimonies. When, your testi when a testimony is spoken out, I was delivered of this. I was healed of this. And I speak that out. I'm actually, and, and I'm actually fulfilling my duty as the speaker, but there's also a duty of the person receiving the testimony to comply with the testimony of Jesus Christ and to comply with what he has done through people's lives. And people really can't argue with the testimony. They just can't. 
That's why it's so powerful. So when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, the one who follows me will not walk in darkness, that's because you're lit for Jesus. You are on fire for Jesus. And wherever you go, it's like that firefall streaming down the mountain. And Travis, we can bring that video back up real quick. It's like that firefall streaming down the mountain, coming down the mountain, cascading down the mountain, and everything in front of it is consumed. That light consumes it. And, and there's a beauty to this that I think God wants to convey. There's a beauty to this when we share that testimony but also when we're on the receiving and we actually receive and accept the testimony and we comply with it. It changes our lives, changes the lives of everybody else around us. Wow. That's our God. Now, I want to talk quickly about the world that we're in right now. As we go through those, those news stories at the beginning, People say, what can I do, Matt? One thing you can do, besides praying, is you can share your testimony. This is what God did in my life. God freed me of alcoholism in my life. Let me tell you about him. He is gracious. He is faithful. He walked with me for years. Saved me out of alcoholism. Saved me out of torment in the night. Wow. And I hear other people testify about how God saved them out of depression. Christians, by the way, who are suffering from depression. So for those people that say that you cannot be oppressed by the demonic, people that have given their lives to Jesus, but they still suffer from depression, that is a demonic thing that needs to be cast out. It's not controversial. All the early church fathers believed it. In fact, Origen said that even a new believer has the power to cast out a demon. Now, I want you to understand what I just said. That's a very powerful statement because A, there were new believers casting out demons and B, new believers were ministering in the church. Okay, so the, the part of this that I, I do want you to hone in on though and understand is that, that the testimony can bring a person to a place where they actually want to receive that freedom too, where they want to be free. They don't want to keep going the way they always have. And, and it's, it's something where they need to see that there's more. They need to hear there is more than what I'm living with right now. I don't have to live depressed, barely making it by, constantly striving, feeling like I'm, I'm just beat down. That there's more. God has more. And when, when you speak your testimony out in these kind of hard times, And you say, Lord, what do you want me to speak out today? It literally can be life or death for someone that you come across that day. The light of life, making them a son or daughter that is walking into the kingdom as they should have all along. Freedom for a believer. Healing for someone who has struggled with sickness. This is why the enemy wants to censor. This is why the enemy wants to keep you silent by saying, well, your testimony is not going to make a difference. There's nothing that can really change. Or worse, or worse, 
that for some reason you can't be set free from the bonds that enslave you, from the oppression that torments you. That's why the enemy wants you to be silent on the sidelines. And right now, in this time, the time of the greatest harvest in the history of the world, when the enemy tells us to be silent, well, that's when we should be the loudest. That's when we should be the lamp on the lampstand. That's when we should throw off that basket and become a light to the world. And it will be an amazing thing in 2024 if, well, not if, when we do this, when the church arises and stands up in its place of light and life, that the nation can't help but change and the evil will be exposed and just like when you turn on a light switch, the darkness will flee. This is Matt Shea. Thank you for joining me on Patriot Radio today. May God bless all of you. And he is making this generation the greatest one. The awakening is here. Keep up the fight.